Hi, I'm Marty McKenzie with His Love Ministries. Welcome to the Least of These Podcasts. We reach out to those the world has forgotten. If you'd like to know more about us and how you can donate to help us fulfill our mission, go to hisloveministries.net. Thank you very much and God bless you. John chapter 10 this morning again. I wanted to read before we get started in Ezekiel 34, just a few verses before I go to John chapter 10. Because if you remember anything about the the section of Scripture that we've been reading, we read about the fact that Jesus was the light of the world. And after we read that He was the light of the world in John chapter 8, We saw the demonstration that He was the light of the world in uh, John chapter 9 because He gives the man sight and He gives him light. The man has never seen before. He was born blind. He makes him a brand new set of eyes. The uh, Pharisees get mad because He basically says that Jesus is the Christ, that Jesus is the Messiah. He gets saved. He trusts Christ as his Lord and Savior. And in doing that, they kick him out of the synagogue. And what they think they have done is sent him to hell because basically the Pharisees, these folks uh, hate Jesus because they like the power. They like their authority. They're very prideful people. Remember Jesus, I remember one chapter, and I think it was about 15 or 20 times, He said, Woe to you Pharisees, scribes, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. And he says that about 10 or 15 or 20 times. I don't know how many exactly. But in that one chapter, he just lambasts these folks and he just says that over and over and over again. What better chapter to follow or what better section to follow after the fact that he's given the man sight and he's the light of the world than to come in and show that He's the shepherd, the great shepherd, the true shepherd, the door of the sheep. And that's where we'll be today. But I wanted to read Ezekiel 34 just to show you what what God has said in the Old Testament about these shepherds of Israel. See, these guys thought they were the shepherds of the flock. These Pharisees, they wanted to be the shepherds. They thought they were the shepherds. But they were false shepherds. They didn't care about the sheep. And that's why they kicked the man out of the synagogue. That's why they mistreated him. That's why they abused him. Because they cared more about their power and authority and their pride than they cared about this man. Because this man really needed the love of somebody. And remember at the end of the chapter what happens? Jesus goes and finds the man, right? We'll talk a little bit more about that, but Luke chapter 15 talks about the lost coin, the lost sheep, and the parable of the 
son that, that left, right? What we call the prodigal son. It's really the story of the loving father because he goes and even though in that particular picture he's not going after the son, but in the first two parables it tells of a man, a shepherd going to seek his sheep and then it tells of a woman looking for a lost coin and then it tells of the father that's looking for the son to come back and when he comes back he runs to him and that's the picture of God loving us so much that he hunts us down he looks for us and when we wander off he's standing and watching and waiting for us to come back and that's how much he loves us so I wanted to read chapter 34 it's about 30 verses real quick I'm going to be in Ezekiel 34 real quick before we talk about this this morning and it says and the word of the Lord came to me saying son of man prophesy against the shepherds of Israel prophesy and say to them thus saith the Lord God to the shepherds woe to the shepherds of Israel notice what he says who feed themselves should not the shepherds feed the flocks you eat the fat and clothe yourselves with the wool you slaughter the fatlings but you do not feed the flock the weak you have not strengthened nor have you healed those who were sick nor bound up the broken nor brought back what was driven away nor sought what was lost but with force and cruelty you have ruled them so they were scattered because there was no shepherd and they became food for all the beasts of the field when they were scattered my sheep wandered through all the mountains and on every high hill yes my flock was scattered over the whole face of the earth and no one was seeking or searching for them therefore you shepherds hear the word of the Lord as I live says the Lord God surely because my flock became a prey and my flock became food for every beast of the field because there was no shepherd nor did my shepherds search for my flock but the shepherds fed themselves and did not feed the flock therefore O shepherds hear the word of the Lord thus says the Lord God behold I am against the shepherds and I will require my flock at their hands I will cause them to cease feeding the sheep and the shepherds shall feed themselves no more for I will deliver my flock from their mouths that they may no longer be food for them and then he says here Thus says the Lord God, Indeed, I myself will search for my sheep and seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock on on the day, he is among his scattered sheep, so I will seek out my sheep and deliver them from all the places where they were scattered on a dark and cloudy day. And I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and bring them to their own land I will feed them on the mountains of Israel and the valleys and all the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them in good pasture and their foals shall be on the high mountains of Israel. There they shall lie down in in a good fold and feed in rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I will feed my flock and I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. I will seek what was lost and bring back what was driven away, bind up the broken and strengthen what was sick that I will destroy the fat and the strong and feed them a judgment. I'm not going to read the rest of it, but basically what it goes on to say is that these, these false shepherds have been mistreating God's sheep, right? 
And over and over and over, God says He's the shepherd. He's the shepherd and they're the sheep. Over and over and over it says that. It says in Jeremiah chapter 50 verse 6, My sheep, my people have been lost sheep. The shepherds have led them astray. They have turned away on the mountains. They have gone from mountain to hill. They have forgotten their resting place. And I, I made y'all a little handout today, but I want to speak about just for a minute how, what, you know, the job of the shepherd. You know, I, I had to read up on this and listen a little bit of this, and this passage seems so straightforward, but it's a little difficult because Jesus at first says, talks about in John chapter 10, let me read the first six verses. He says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him. For they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus uses illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. Basically, if you know anything, uh, probably most of us don't know a whole lot about sheep herding. I don't, but you know, I, I was listening and reading and studying a little bit. And uh, actually, like I said, I've got y'all a little handout here that I'll hand out at the end with the sheep. And it talks about all the implements and all the things he does and how he does it. I found that and I thought it was pretty neat. But but what happens is the, the shepherd, what he says here when he first starts out in this section, he talks about the sheepfold. That, that he who does not enter the sheepfold but climbs up some other way is a thief and a robber. So what happens is these shepherds, what they will do is when they're in town or when they're in a place together, what they will do is they will bring all their sheep into one common sheepfold. And what they will do is they will find some protected area in town or or some protected area and what they will do is they will assign one person to be the doorkeeper and it will have high walls and and only the person who owns the sheep can get in there now what he says is the, the ones that are not the true shepherds they're thieves and robbers I had never really thought about this but we always call those two guys on the cross with Jesus the two thieves on the cross. But you know what they really were? They were two they were thieves, but they were also robbers. Let me let me explain the difference between a thief and a robber. A thief is somebody who just steals something. But a robber is somebody who steals and they will do it with violence. They will kill you, they will hurt you, they will do whatever to take what they want. And they will steal and they will kill the sheep. They will kill the person protecting them or they will hurt them. What Jesus is saying here is that anybody that tries to get to the sheep other than through the door of the sheep, that they are a thief and a robber. Because what they have to do is they have to climb over the walls or they have to break the door down or they have to 
knock out the shepherd or something like that to get to the sheep. And when they get to the sheep, they, they come to steal them. And what they might do is they might go in there and they might just, you know, most shepherds, they love their sheep. They've named them, you know, they call them all kinds of little names. Maybe one's got a messed up leg or a brown leg or a white ear or something like that. And they name them little white ear or funny leg or something like that. And they love their sheep because, you know what, they, they stay with them all the time. And because most of the time they do not kill the sheep, they keep the sheep for the wool and for the things they can get from them, the milk and the wool and all these things. Basically, they want to protect their sheep because that's their livelihood. And the thief and the robber, what he does is he comes in and he doesn't care whether he hurts the sheep or not because what he wants is he will steal the meat, he will steal the sheep, he may even kill the sheep, skin him down so he can have the hide and the the wool or steal the meat or he may just kill it and throw it over the wall so he can take it. And that's what Jesus is saying here. And he's going to use this illustration because basically what he's trying to tell us, these Pharisees are thieves and robbers. That's what we just read in Ezekiel 34. That he was talking about these false shepherds. The ones that didn't care about the sheep. That they weren't feeding the sheep. They weren't taking care of the sheep. They weren't doing the things that they needed to do. But instead of feeding them the sheep, they were feeding themselves. They were getting fat and sassy. They weren't feeding the sheep. They were feeding themselves. Instead of taking care of the sheep, they were taking care of themselves. They didn't care what happened to the sheep. Now, in the whole Old Testament, God has referred to His people, Israel, as sheep. And today, we are called sheep. I could read many, many verses. And I think I have some written down in some other places. We'll read those when we get to that section. But Paul tells tells us to shepherd the flock. You know, God, Jesus said to Peter, what did he say when he restored him? He said, feed my sheep if you love me, right? Now, you know what? Being compared to a sheep is not a really good thing. I don't know if y'all know much about sheep. Sheep are kind of dumb. Did y'all know that? They're kind of dumb. And they will very quickly get themselves into trouble. And that's why the shepherd has to always be watching them. Has to always be constantly, vigilantly protecting them, guiding them, leading them, being with them, and doing all these things. And see, that's what God says about us. Because He has to constantly keep His eye on us. He has to constantly be steering us back the right direction and moving us and directing us and guiding us because guess what? We're like sheep. We always are trying to get in trouble, aren't we? We're always headed the wrong direction. And if you don't watch these sheep, they'll very quickly they'll walk off a cliff. You know, they'll walk in the water and drown or get somewhere where they can't take care of themselves, get lost. And, and a sheep, they don't really find food on their own they have to be led to the food apparently let's talk a little bit about this section of scripture 
Now, the first thing we want to see is that there's three characteristics of a true shepherd. First, he enters by the door. He comes in the right way. And the doorkeeper opens the door to him. And then the sheep recognize his voice and they follow him. So the first thing we want to see this morning is the shepherd enters by the door. He enters the right way. Notice what he says here in chapter 10 verse 1. Most assuredly. Now when Jesus uses that term most assuredly, your Bible might say verily, verily, or amen, amen, or truly, truly. But basically what Jesus is doing, and this is something I just learned yesterday too, that or the day before yesterday, that when Jesus uses that term, most assuredly, amen, amen, truly, truly, one of the things He's saying is saying, listen up folks, this is very important. And I've been saying that. But another thing that I learned is the fact that when He says that, He is not starting a new section of of moving to a different direction of teaching, but what He's doing is continuing what he just got through doing. And so by that most assuredly I say unto you, we know that he is continuing to speak about this man and the fact that these people kicked him out, that they're false shepherds. They didn't care about the sheep. They unsynagogued him. But Jesus went and found him and followed him and brought him into the true fold, Jesus Christ. And so he says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, is a thief and a robber. Let's talk just for a minute about this. And I know sometimes we've been taught some things, and we've been taught that the sheepfold is heaven and, and some different things, but based on the study that I've done and, and reading and listening to other people, this sheepfold is Israel to begin with. And what's happening is in this sheepfold, remember I was telling you that they may have a bunch of different flocks in there. That they may have all these different flocks. And what happens is when they bring them into this communal sheepfold, all, you know, there might be ten different shepherds sheep in that fold because it's easy just to put them all in one spot and let one guy protect them than everybody having to work and they probably change shifts and everybody takes a turn but what happens when they go to get the sheep out because each sheep knows its master's voice because each sheep knows that guess what he says he says that uh They go to the door, he says, but he who enters the door is the shepherd of the sheep. The shepherd would go to the sheep, go to the door, he would speak to the guy that was the doorkeeper, and he said, I want to come get my sheep. Well, the doorkeeper knows the guy because he knows he brought the sheep, and then he lets him in. And then what does he do from there? He starts calling his sheep, and say, hey, little brown ear, little funny leg, little white ear, little whatever he calls them. And he says, he calls them out, and they all come out to him because they know him and they trust him and they love him, right? 
because He's their protector and He's their keeper. And He brings them all out. And one by one, they will come out. Sometimes He has to go in there and get a little reluctant one and kind of pop him a little bit with his rod or something, correct him or pull him out with his staff. That, that's why when we get to Psalm 23, we'll talk about it. When he talks about his rod and his staff, they comfort me. Because the shepherd would use the rod to correct the sheep, but he would use that, that staff with the crook on it that we're so familiar with to kind of pull the sheep or to pick him up. Or sometimes when there was a little new baby, they might pick up that new little baby and move it over a little bit or something to protect it. But he didn't want to touch it because then the mother might not have anything to do with it again. What he says here is that shepherd, that the sheepfold is Israel. And all of these people in there that he's originally talked about, that Israel is the sheep. And that's why I say this is a little bit confusing. And the sheepfold is the religion Judaism. Now, the true shepherd is the one that goes in and gets the sheep out. Now, what we're going to be talking about today is the fact that Jesus is the true shepherd. Because, see, Jesus is the one that goes into the false religion of Judaism and He pulls His sheep out. He calls them by name. And He pulls them out of that religion. And He is the one that comes in the right way. First of all, let's talk about that coming in the right way. He is the only one that has the messianic authority to come in the door and take his sheep out of the sheepfold. There are some people in the sheepfold of Israel that are going to be saved. Jesus calls them and they come. The Bible says that Jesus calls and we respond, don't we? And I I don't know how all that works. Some of y'all know a little bit more about that. The fact that God calls... And certain people come, but he talks to everybody, but not everybody comes for some reason or another. Jesus is the one who had the right to go in the door and he came in the right way because guess what? He was the only one that had the right and authority to do it because he was the one that was the virgin born son of God. He was the one that was born in Bethlehem. He was the one that was declared to be so when he was baptized that He was the Beloved Son. He was declared by Jesus, by John the Baptist, excuse me, and the testimony of everybody else that, that He was the Christ, everybody that truly believed. He's the one sent from the Father to bring Him in. The thieves and the robbers, they climb up, they come in some other way, but Jesus is the only one who really has the right to shepherd his people. And he has called his people many, many times the sheep of his fold. And he has said he is the true shepherd of those people. It's amazing what pains people will go through to get to the sheep. But you know what? Jesus is the only true shepherd. He is the only one who has the right to get his people. He says, But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. You know, Jesus said in Matthew twenty three thirteen, he said, But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, 
For you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, for you neither go in yourselves, nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. But you know, the, the thief and the robber, he won't present himself at the door. Because guess what? He knows if he presents himself at the door, that the doorkeeper knows he's not the right guy and he won't let him in. But you know what? These folks think they've slammed the door on this man. They think they just sent this blind man to hell. But you know what? Jesus found him because he's the true shepherd. I want to read another verse, and he says in Mark eleven seventeen, and he was teaching them and saying to them, Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it a den of robbers. See, he was calling his 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 uh, temple, his place that where he was to be worshipped. A place where people were robbing. They were killing and stealing and doing whatever to people. This word shepherd, it has the old root meaning, means to protect. Jesus, it says in John 1.11, He came to His own, but His own did not receive Him. Today, you know, if we think about this section of Scripture... There's just so much here, and I kind of wanted to just introduce it today and think about it. But if we think about this, that God has always called Himself the shepherd. And He has called Israel His sheep. When He gets to verse 16, He's going to say, I have other people, who are other sheep who are not of this flock. And He's going to call them too, and He's going to talk about us. And I'm getting ahead of myself today. Think about this. That God has always loved Israel and He says He's their shepherd. And He says also, if we read verse 16, that He has other sheep. We're those sheep if we know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And guess what? He loves us and He cares for us and He protects us too. When He comes into the, to the doorkeeper, the doorkeeper opens it up. The sheep hear His voice. And He calls them by name and He leads them out. God goes before us, doesn't He? He leads us, He guides us, He protects us. That's what a true shepherd's all about. And that's what Jesus is saying, that these folks did not do that. They were not true shepherds. They were false shepherds because they did not do what they were supposed to do. They killed the sheep. They stole the sheep. They did everything they could as long as they could stay in power. But they didn't care truly about the sheep. And today, unfortunately, it seems like there's so many pastors today and preachers today that they don't really care for their sheep. They seem to care about the power, the prestige, the popularity. Being a shepherd is not about popularity. It's about being a prophet. It's about telling people what they need to hear. If the shepherd lets the sheep run anywhere he wants to, what's he going to do? He's going to end up dead, right? And if God, and if the shepherd, which God calls the pastor shepherds today, if they let them run anywhere, guess what happens? Sheep get in places they shouldn't be, they get in trouble, and uh, ultimately it causes problems. So I, I want to stop there today. I know that was a lot. That was kind of, that was pretty deep.
I really had to struggle with this. And there's just so much here. There's so much to understand. Just so much to get in this one section of Scripture to understand the fact. It just seems so simple. It seems so straightforward. But until you really get to looking at it, you have to understand how much there is involved in the fact that God has always been a shepherd to Israel. But then he brings us in too. Hi, I'm Marty McKenzie with His Love Ministries. Please help us reach out to those the world has forgotten. Everyone we minister to is locked up in some way, shape, or form. Those in the nursing home facilities are locked up in bodies that do not work in a wheelchair or in a bed. We minister to children and youth who are locked up because of behavioral problems. Some have told us we want to have a real family because their parents have lost or given up custody of them. Other kids are locked up because they've committed crimes. We also minister to those locked up at the jails and the prisons, to those locked up in addictions, to drugs, alcohol, depression, and suicidal thoughts, to those locked up in a variety of other things that keep them from becoming who Jesus wants them to be. He came to give us abundant life, joy, and set us free, and these people that we minister to are not free. Our desire is to show them whatever their background, no matter what they've done, to see how much God loves them. We seek to help them receive forgiveness and freedom from their sin in Jesus Christ. We minister in the local area of Savannah, Georgia, and surrounding Effingham and Chatham area. We have recently expanded our ministry to to the Lexington and Columbia, South Carolina area. We do over 2,000 services every year. We hope and pray that you will support us in some way that so we can continue our mission. Go to hisloveministries.net and click on the Donate Now button or send it via regular mail to Post Office Box 1881, Lexington, South Carolina, 29071. We hope and pray that you will do that. Thank you and God bless you. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. John 8, 32.